You are now listening to a 302 Birds podcast experience. Proudly powered by TickPick, Cuffet, El Diablo Burritos, Nick's Pizza, and Klondike Cates on the heart of Main Street. Welcome, as always, to another episode of 302 Birds. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to join us on this Wednesday night. It's here, Wednesday, September 13th. About to square up against the Vikings tomorrow night. Just narrowly defeated the Patriots and a ton more to talk about, including the Phillies, which we will dive into uh, in just one second. But, of course, want to give a quick hi and hello uh, to all of my hosts. I know we're late for you guys. I see a bunch of people in the comments roasting us for that. So I apologize. Don't want to lose any viewers. Um, but we got Jack here. We got Matt here. We got Flying Zeppelin. Ballpark Tommy. Ashley, unfortunately, could not join us tonight. Um, and Sean should be joining us later. And if we're lucky, I don't know where the hell Frank went. Um, but Frank sometimes comes I'm angry. Back. Huh? You said I'm angry that we're starting late. It's not fucking fit. So let's go ahead and get into our first segment of the day. Ballpark Tommy. Um, we don't have a call-in, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit the call-in intro, and then I'm going to hit Ballpark Tommy right after so we can kill two birds with one stone uh, tonight. What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, El Diablo Burritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face, asking me how your day is. Their food is phenomenal as well. Their burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo Burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless. Go Birds. Time for Philly's talk with Bob Tommy. Okay, I'm going to try to keep it short because I've been lagging like insane, according to you guys, so. No, you're um, fine now, Tommy. You look boy. fucking beautiful Bye. right now, Tommy. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> that's what happens when you're just like this all day. Um, uh, but, yeah, their playoff spot's in trouble. Like, they're a game above the... The, the Cubs. Wait, who uh, sells the wait, best pizza? Who sells the best pizza? I guess it's Nick's in Wilmington. I guess. I guess. The, the Jersey Shore. giving us our great pizza. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. I almost forgot. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but where was I? I just lost. Oh, they're only a game above the Cubs now. They, they had like a little bit of a cushion. That cushion's gone. And um, their bullpen has been absolutely atrocious. Like you can't say it's the offense. Can't even say it's the defense. The defense is what everybody thought was going to be atrocious go going into the season, and it's actually been fairly good. Like as of recently, Trey Turner finally figured out how to be old Trey Turner. Nick Castellanos, oddly enough, is the last qualified outfielder in all of baseball without an error this season. Um, I have a question. Knows- Yes. Isn't the yeah. bullpen part of the defense? It's considered a, a separate part. I don't get this sport at all. So there's the fielding. That's your defense. Your pitching is like your special teams. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. And then your hitting is your offense. Yeah. All right. Cool. So for the casual fan, 
Why do I care about the Phillies during the NFL season? That's a real question. Because baseball is one, the greatest sport of them all. Two, <laughs> so the Phillies have a chance at making in a deep playoff run because is they are it is amazing to watch Taters be hit over that fence night day in and day day out. And Kyle Schwarber can hit a moonshot. Uh, that could hit you all the way in Maryland from Philly. Okay. He, and it is the most exciting thing to watch. More exciting okay. than getting crunched. Well, here's the thing also, Josh. I mean, if we're looking at this in a serious light, I mean, the Phillies playoffs is right around the corner. Yeah. I true. mean, that. Oh. I mean that. You, if, you're a, if you're a true Philadelphia fan, Josh, then you're going to support the Phils in the playoffs. Plus, I, no matter I have my Hudson jersey. But by the time the World Series is over is when you would start caring about football again because remember football and December football is the only football that matters. Here's I care, I care September about football. and October are just preseason football, essentially. That's not true. Well, that's, that's how you describe baseball, and that's the same time frame. Yeah, but baseball is baseball. Yeah, All right, anyways. Football, football. Like, what's your point? Anyways, Tommy, I am more concerned about our starting pitching than our bullpen. Our starting pitching has – you are the opposite. But, I mean, here's the thing. We can't keep going down 3-0, 4-0 in a game. I mean, we're not going to be able to sustain that kind of – yes, our offense is good. Yeah? But, like, we can come back. But if we had good starting pitching – then who's to say we don't go up 3 nothing, 4 nothing? If that's the case, our bullpen's not a problem. The only reason that we say our bullpen's a problem is because we're finding ourselves clawing our way back in the games because of our starting pitching. But maybe there shouldn't even be five runs to give up. If Nola, Wheeler, Ranger, Suarez, Taiwan, um, and if we had a fifth starting pitcher that could actually do something, Lorenzen's not him. And then we also – okay, so we have a six-man rotation, and they're not doing anything. None of them are. No one's pitching well enough for us to even compete in the first four or five innings of a game. And that's why I think that our pitch starting pitching is more worrisome than our, than our bullpen at this point. Here's why I disagree. So, Wheeler's last start was very problematic. Wheeler did not have normal Wheeler stuff against and the, the And the start before that. No, yeah, the start did... before that, he went, like, six strong. Okay, so the start before that. Yes. It's not consistent. But he had three straight starts before that where he was good. No, wow. Two. <laughs> well, my point being is he's finally figuring it out. Like, did it take him all year to finally figure it out? Yes, but... It took like I'd rather him catch fire now than at the beginning of the season. So I don't ha- I think you have him. Ranger went six and two thirds of no hit baseball, and then the bullpen blew it on Sunday. No, he blew it. it. Ra- no, he I blew say- it. He okay. So he gave he up left. Two he runs. left. He left losing the game. No, he left he let up. With- he let up three. He let up three earned runs that game. It was three after um, what's his face came in. Um, Hoff- Hoffman came in. Hoffman's no been... Strom. Strom pitched that game. It was yeah, Strom, Strom can Strom can jump off a bridge, but like 
he's not he, been bad that year. Ranger, so right, I I have faith in Wheeler and Ranger. Christopher Sanchez can get me four solid. Anything other than that, you're playing with you're playing with fire. Or right. that that's who going like knowing how playoff baseball works. Playoff baseball is completely different from regular season baseball in the sense of I'm not expecting my starter to go seven or eight. I'm expecting four innings, really. And anything after that, it, I'm playing with house money. That's how I look at playoff baseball. Oh, so if I knowing I'll probably get five or six out of Wheeler, five or six out of Ranger, and then everyone else is just going to give me four. Or Nola can only give me three. I, I anything more than three, I'll count as a blessing with Nola. But mm-hmm. Nola can usually get you three, and then yeah, after and, that, and then once he's the done the first, yeah, once he's done the first lineup, like once he's done through the first lineup, he's screwed. That's why I think you might have to do something with him and Lorenzen, where you do like a Moitina. or what they did with Jamie Moore and uh, Pedro Martinez with, or one with start the game and only go like four, three yeah. or four innings. Then the other one would come in and throw another three or four innings. Yeah. That's what they might need to do with Nola and Lorenzen. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. We know this. They're not, mm-hmm. they, they're going to win one, two games a series. I don't, they have, they have, they have, an easier schedule coming up. We knew that this Brave series was going to be big. They're going to play the Braves again. Is it for another four-game series, or is that just three? I forget. I'll look it up while you're um, talking. But all the other teams that we're playing are winnable games. Like, we don't have that hard of a schedule left. Mm-hmm. They need to They need to strap down, and they need to just power through, get that one spot. And then, like we know from last year, anything can happen in the playoffs. They're in a better spot this year than they were last year. So I'm It's a three-game lo- series against Atlanta, by the way. So as the first seed in the wild card, we would be playing – no, we wouldn't be playing Atlanta. We'd be playing Arizona. Yeah. So Atlanta it would be a five-game. It would be a five-game five series. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, and okay the Dodgers, Atlanta and the Dodgers probably get a bye. And then whoever uh, it's probably Milwaukee, who's the who's the lowest of the um, division winners. They'll have to play. No, they would wait, have to play it, Arizona. Wait, wait, no. So they would have to play Arizona, be... and then we'd have to play the Cubs. All right, let's talk about this. Let's let's talk about this next week. Moving on up. Moving on up. Perfect. Got more topics to talk about. What a, what a We're buzz moving on. Dude. What a buzzkill. Are you drinking? We're going to talk about this bullshit. I am drinking wine. You have a problem with it? Oh my god! You're such the a fuck? basic white bitch, right? What's now. wrong with What's wrong with wine? I'm with him. Are you drinking red? It's a Cabernet Merlot. It's what Cabernet Sauvignon, baby. But do you also know what else I'm whining about these days? Is a fucking 76ers, man. Can we stop talking Ooh, about that? Was the good. Hey, they're, they're Tom, Jack, let him have his piece. Team. He makes a good transition, and you guys don't even let him make his point. Come on, yeah, let the guy have my God. it. They're whining about it, right, Matt? Ah, yeah, they're whining <laughs> about it. And I don't Dude. give a shit. 
No, but here's the thing. What like you should give a shit. You're a Philly fan. And as much as we hate to talk about it, we got to talk about it because we're Philly, we're a Philly podcast. And we don't have to talk about it long because there's not much to talk about. But what the fuck are they doing, dude? Going out to Colorado <laughs> right, well, for the for nine, for training camp? 927. 920. Okay, that's fine. I just want to hear your input. Why why are they going I out mean, to Colorado? What's up? Okay. Because Nick we Nurse have, likes weed. Nick Nurse wants to smoke that good. He wants to smoke that good good. During, but we have a perfect training facility 20 miles down 95 in beautiful Wilmington, Delaware. So, like, what the fuck are they doing out in Colorado? I just want to hear what you guys think about it. I think I just think it's really weird that they're going out to Colorado for training camp. It doesn't make much sense to me. It's a red flag to me as a fan, in, in my opinion. Um, and sorry, I know I didn't do a mic check earlier. Is my audio all fucked up? I'll just ask it now. Am you I good? Gorgeous. You Have you been gorgeous. talking this whole time? We, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. All right, fuck you. Anyway, yeah. it's a red flag to me. The reason is if they're not training, like Matt said, in Wilmington, Delaware, um, or even I think they trained before in New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, um, Camden. In Camden, yeah. So if they're not like <laughs> in a 30-mile distance, I want to say, at Philadelphia, something's fucked up. Um, I wonder if it has anything to do with James Harden, if it has anything to do with that drama, um, or what the deal is. But they've never done this before, right? Like, so this is new. So this has got to be something up there at Maury's sleep. It's just an embarrassment at this point, though. Like, the whole stadium thing, don't even change it at this point. I I hate to say it, but I actually am all for renewing their deal with Wells Fargo. You got anything else to say, Matt? I know that's all I got. I think maybe what they could be doing is a team building trip. It could be kind of like, you know, sleepaway camp and they're trying to build some team chemistry. So they're going out to Colorado, you know, where the grass is high and morals are slow. <laughs> so it's just like maybe they're just going out there to maybe have a good team trip and build some team chemistry. I don't know. So what? I'm going to give you a good sound bite. Hey, now, now that we let him do his intro, get his piece in and let you get your whiny piece in about restructuring <laughs> Wells Fargo. Oh, let's be honest here. Here, Josh Harris doesn't care about Philadelphia. This whole front office doesn't give a shit about Philadelphia. <laughs> Uh, the management team and ownership doesn't give a shit about Philadelphia. They want to move to New Jersey. They want to go to Camden where he has a lot of real estate tied up. Uh, he wants to become the New Jersey Sixers, really. He, they, they, they might as well not be a part of Philadelphia anymore or as long as this ownership has a team. that This ownership is all about money. It's all about corruption. But zero about the fans. And you know what's going to winning product? Because they want to happen in the fucking Redskins. What? What are we talking about Josh here? Harris, the owner of the Sixers owns Tom's kind of right in a way. They own part of the Redskins. And he owns the New Jersey Devils, which Yo, is a is that? which is a rival of the Flyers. He just owns the teams. Listen, what did Jesus do when he was getting tempted by the devil? He went to the desert for forty days and forty nights and smoked that good good. And got his mind right. That's what this training camp is, all right? They're just going out to the desert. Matt's right to take a little boys trip, all right? A little getaway. They're going to get their minds right. No distractions. No strippers. No strippers. You ever see a Colorado stripper? No, because they don't <laughs> exist because they're all ugly, all right? They're getting James Harden away from the stripper poles. Everything's going to be fine. 
You're reading into this way too much. Obviously, Tom's going to twist this into a, oh, everybody hates Billy. Oh, they fucking hate us because they're not. They do hate Billy. (laughs) Do you know what's going to happen? We're going to be talking about the Sixers. The season's going to be all right. They're going to win. Joel Embiid's going to get injured. (laughs) Unlike Aaron Rodgers, gets injured at the start of the season. First game, four snaps into the freaking game. What are we thinking about that, guys? I think that Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is going to be banging some more moms. That is like insane, dude. Four snaps, season. turf field. Like, what is going on? Like, what do we think? Like, I feel bad for Jets fans. I don't. I do I, they, what? They've suffered a lot of misery. No, they haven't. They've won a Super Bowl. Who cares? They Brett Favre. In 1968. <laughs> give a damn. Okay, they're they fine. They back then. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. That that what that was what the internet was in the nineties and early two thousands, Josh. Oh word. Yeah, I mean it sucks. I like Aaron Rodgers, but you know what? The Zach Wilson team. I'm excited to see that little guy be subpar at best. I was super excited to see what this Jets team was with Aaron Rodgers. You know, like this was a team that people were putting top five in power rankings because of Aaron Rodgers and because of the offense and the defense. And now it's going to be the greatest what if story that the NFL has ever seen. Like, oh, I don't, I don't think so. They're so good. That defense is great, and Brees Hall's a beast. You think Zach Wilson's going to be like carry this team to the playoffs? You know what? Sound bite. Sound bite. This. All right, Tommy went on his little sound bite. <laughs> the Jets are making the playoffs. After the Aaron Rodgers injury, the Jets are making the playoffs. Their defense is good enough. Not a hot take. I'm with him. I agree with Josh. Let's go. I'm for the milk hunter. He's going to find it. The Jets are going to have a QB dilemma at the end of this year. And Aaron Rodgers is going to replace Kirk Cousins as the Vikings quarterback and follow in Brett Favre's footsteps at the end of next year. That actually really funny. It's probably going to fucking happen, dude. The NFL is a script. We all fucking know it. What better fucking script than to have their no, I was... A-Rod fucking go to the Vikes? Oh, Jack, nice hat. Yeah, nice hat. I was uh, really uh, ex- <laughs> I was really excited to see the Jets this season um, because Aaron Rodgers or whatever. But I was also really excited for Zach Wilson when he first came to the league. Uh, but what, what, what it showed me is that this team's going to suck because – I don't know if you saw Garrett Wilson's touchdown. It's not a good Garrett Wilson's touchdown that was thrown by Zach Wilson. Um, that was the most disgusting thrown pass. Luckily, Garrett Wilson's a fucking dog, but Zach Wilson ain't shit. So they're not gonna do do much. The the person we should all feel bad for is Zach Wilson. This motherfucker thought he was gonna chill on the bench all season with a veteran like. Probably like two second or third best quarterback of all time. A great defense. This dude was gonna vibe to the playoffs. Now he's like, he's got to do stuff with like a lot of pressure. That's like when like the work group actually needs you to do something, and you're like, oh shit, like you got to step up. You know what I mean? So you're one of those. Me? Yeah, he you're thinks it's like fucking Blue Mountain State, and <laughs> Zeke Wilson's out here ready to like hook up with some cheerleaders. They can get any ass. Damn it. Like, no, Josh, he's excited, dude. Like, this is his opportunity right now to make Aaron Rodgers' life 
literally hell and make that quote that we all laughed at him for true. You think he knew all the? You knew? You think he knew the entire playbook Monday night going into that game? Yeah, dude. He's been on the team for what? Fuck no! Fuck no! It's Aaron Rodgers' been... team now. It's different. I don't know, but he that's knew the doesn't... whole playbook. But I think he will, though. So I'm like, he, why like... would he not know the whole playbook? Because he's Zach Wilson. He's banging Mills and sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> the big apple. <laughs> the big no, apple. I, I, I think, I think this is gonna be an awesome test for him. I mean, he went through all that, you know, shit last year where people were like, you suck. Like, literally, New York booed him onto the field. He didn't even start the game yet. Like, it was bad. Like, it was really bad. And so this was time for him to kind of mature a little bit. And I think even though Aaron Rodgers is injured, he's still going to be that kind of elder in his life to kind of, you know, make him feel, you know, wanted in that city. Because he is, I mean, well, I can't say he's a good quarterback, but, I mean, he's a quarterback. Um, which kind of brings me into what I want to bring up. Like, there's a lot of rumors. Like, Carson Wentz is he going? Is he going to the Jets, guys? Do we think he's going to be the backup? Do we think I we're going to see that? I think he's uh, not going anywhere in the NFL. I think he's got that black label <laughs> on him at this point. He yeah. went from the Carson, the president of the Carson Wentz fan club, to now the biggest hater. When he went to the Commanders. Did it do it for you when he went to the rival team, or was it just this year with that dumbass post of him in three different uniforms thinking that he could <laughs> I, be somebody? I, 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 thought that post I, I don't dislike him. I'm just stating a reality. Like I, I'm just you asked for my opinion of what I think is going to happen this NFL season and what is going on. I think NFL execs are like. Hey, based off of the rumors they've heard about him not being a great locker room guy, like what you see on ESPN and stuff, of uh, they don't want a guy like that coming into their locker room just to be a temporary piece, but possibly destroy their culture for years to come. If that's true and all that, I don't see he, an NFL exec taking a chance on Carson. I just want to say, Thompson, ESPN, okay? Don't let that get lost in the sauce right there. <laughs> You're an idiot. But I do think Tom's right. I think Carson Wentz will be on the team again. But I think Carson Wentz has to be on the team. He's got to be the starter. And he's got to have the shittiest backup ever. Like, like, there's no way the backup's ever going to be able to, like, compete for a job against Wentz because he's that bad. Kind of like, you know, Carson Wentz needs to be on the team where he's a starting quarterback. And his backup needs to be Nathan Peterman. That's, that's the only way this works. Carson Wentz has come out saying that he's okay being a backup. Yeah, Carson Wentz is an idiot. He is not okay being a backup. He says that he's a fucking evil motherfucker. He wants to Every... get on the team and then infiltrate. Everything that's lie. happened with him with backup positions was like four years ago. Can't we believe that a guy can mature in that time? No. We can, you can say whatever you want. Jack, that shirt looks good on you. There, see, I just did it. Do you guys think that Aaron Rodgers wow. getting injured on turf? One of the, I think Tommy, you said it, or or Josh, or Josh. It was someone who said, you know, Aaron Rodgers, top three, top four quarterback of all time. Do you think him getting injured on a turf field will influence the NFL as to making all fields like grass? I don't know why everybody says this. I love turf. I think grass is horrible ground, personally. But did you play football, not... Josh? Yeah, I did. And you and you like playing on turf? I love playing on turf. 
Interesting. I hate a plant on grass. I know it's a very odd opinion. I had more yards. I had more yards than Josh in football, by the way. I, 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 I am story. That is a true story. He does have five more yards. That's a lineman when Josh was a wide receiver. How the fuck okay. did that happen? Ash Jack <laughs> Jack was playing center and he fumbled the snap and then he picked it up and dove five yards. That's literally how he got his yardage. And he was right. going for the Josh, you only had you were a wide receiver. Get the fuck down! You were a wide receiver, Josh, and you only had five yards in your entire college football no, career. No, I no, I didn't play on offense. I played on defense school. a lot. Yeah, I played defense. No, <laughs> Josh was a wide receiver on offense, and I have five more yards than Josh does. What time how many yards we... do you have in your career, Jack? Five. On a and pistol snap that you fumbled because you hit your fat fucking ass because it was gotten away. That's literally how you got it. And then one time in rugby, Jack kicked me in the head. Um, you deserved that shit. It wasn't Jack's. Uh, this was a hard fought game. This was a hard fought game. There are a lot of Jack moments that weren't his weren't his proudest moment. I know that as one of his closest friends. And this game is one of them when we were at the bar. Shout out to Klondike Kates for hosting our first ever 302 Birds watch party. It was a ton of fun. Um, shout out to Will O'Connor specifically for making the trip all the way from basically New York just to come watch this game with us and then head back. So that was real fandom of 302 Birds. We appreciate you. Anyway, not a good first outing for the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of mistakes, a lot of things to clean up on. I will say, and we'll get to this later in the show, one of the silver linings is Jalen Carter. But as a whole, there's a lot of things that this team needs to go back to the drawing board and try to fix if they want to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Because they're in a position right now where once they start going up against legit teams, and not saying the Patriots aren't, I'm just saying the Eagles have one of the tougher schedules, so it's not going to get easier. Um, things are going to get tough. So, I mean, the fact that they only put up 25 points – um, their defense had seven of them. That was not a, uh, a good look for me as a fan. What were your guys' thoughts? What's up, Matt? Going into week one, we all knew this was going to be a shit show. I mean, I truly actually never believed. I never, I never believed that the Eagles were going to go into Foxborough and blow out the Patriots. Um, like, I don't know, even just thinking of last year, we went into Detroit thinking that we were going to blow out the Lions because it's the Detroit Lions and we should have blown them out. And we won by, what was it, three points? We, it was we 38 to five. And so, and then look what we did. I mean, like, I'm just like, you can't read into this game too much. The weather sucked. This was the first time that all of these players were on the field together the entire offseason. This was their first. Their, this was basically their first preseason game. So I mean, yeah, there's a lot to fix, but I have no doubt that this team's going to come out tomorrow night and just blow the roof off the house. And we'll get into it later. But it's just I. There was a lot that was wrong, but they still won the game with how much they did wrong, and that's what I'm taking away. So that that's where I stand with that game. It's fair. Very fair. I silented you, the crowd. Wow. Did you, did, you watch, <laughs> did you watch the game, Tom? I did. I uh, I listened to the all the good parts in the car because I went to the Phillies game. There it so, is. That's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, my car, my car literally broke down. 
and I got home and turned it on. You were at the <laughs> Phillies game. You were at a s- Sunday. Hey, B-Harp's fucking playing, to- or Josh. I don't care. Tommy's seen him like six times, and that's just in his dreams. Six times, know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so? You got a problem with that, Josh? All right. Talk about You've Jalen Hurts six times in your dreams. Why, I don't were you, dream. why were you worried about watching week one then? Because I needed to see what – listen – the Patriots defense I think is a lot better than we all maybe not expect about it. I don't think anybody like ever wants to come out and say it, be like, oh, the page the Patriots are gonna have a good defense. All right. That was a really good defense. Our offense was sloppy, they didn't play in preseason. It makes sense. I'm not worried on any thing on that side. Our defense played well. Here's what I am worried about. And I don't think anybody wants to admit this, and I could be totally wrong. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Our new defensive coordinator, Sean Dasani Water, um, <laughs> or however you say his last name, that looked a lot like Jonathan or Jonathan Gannon's defense, right? Like he didn't really bring a lot of blitz. I felt like our safeties were always high. Like the linebackers basically, I feel like took a three-step drop every single play, and then Mac Jones basically lived off of throwing those like shallow crossing routes and like kind of the dick and dunk game. Like, I don't know. I feel like we could have dialed up way more pressure. That was a really bad Patriots offensive line, like historically bad. And when we sent like more than four guys, we got a blitz every time. I don't know. I just hope, I hope that changes for next time. I think we have a good defense and I feel like we kind of just dropped them back. Yeah, I mean, I'll go off that. I mean, again, we got to we got to remember the fact that this was the first game and Sean Desai has not coached any of these defensive players before. And so he's going off of how well the defense did last year. And I know you guys don't want to say they did well. Jonathan Gannon had two or three bad games as our defensive coordinator last year. If we want to admit it or not, he had a great year last year and he's basically utilizing the defense as they were utilized last year because they did well last year um and i i don't want to admit that because i want to see change i want to be able to see our you know a seven-man blitz because if we have a seven-man blitz with a defensive line that we have no one's going to be able to stop that but i think a positive takeaway we can take from you know our defense is jalen carter is a monster dude he's an absolute monster and i like i yeah, we had, you know, I wish our defensive line did better. I still think we came around away with three sacks. Was it three sacks or two? Um, and he had one of them. He had his first career sack. And, I mean, I just watched highlights of him, and he is dominant on the defensive line. Um, so, I – yeah, he could have had a better game. I'm more I'm more concerned about our offensive coordinator. Um, it looked boring to me, our offense. I don't know about you guys, but it just looked boring, everything about it. Like it just yeah, looked we, very, very vanilla. Dead. Yeah. We didn't run. We didn't run the ball in the second half. I don't know if anyone knows. Like I think they only had like three handles in the second half or something. Yeah. What was the? Did anybody even really notice DeAndre Swift nope. out there? No, that was weird. That was weird. And well, we'll get into it later. But I mean, he's going to be the lead back tomorrow, right? Like, game was out, so we got to. Who Who's it going to be? Swift. I mean, I. I think that it, what's the deal with penny because last week i remember pregame penny was healthy did penny play at all last week i don't he know was a healthy scratch. scratch 
So it was gonna dress tomorrow because game was out. So we'll see. Okay. How about you, Jack? What are you What are you thinking? Jack? Not much. He's not thinking much. <laughs> That's okay. Shocker. His mic not be might not be working. Yeah, oh, his okay. mic's not working. All good. Um, yeah, but yeah. That's all we got for the Patriots topic. Um, Moving on to our next topic. All right. I hate to talk about it. hate to waste our breath on it. But holy shit. What are the New York Giants doing? Embarrassing the rest of the NFC East. All week, Cowboys fans have been hitting me up, blowing up my phone. Hey, we're the real deal, man. Hey, we're the real deal, man. Hey, this is our year, man. Hey, we them boys, man. I don't give a fuck. Okay, listen, you beat the New York Giants and Danny Dimes, the guy that basically just fleeced and finessed the New York Giants into probably the best contract since Carson Wentz snickered the Eagles into their deal. Um, so at the end of the day, the Cowboys fans, I will say this. If you guys go out and get three or four wins consistently and they're commencing wins, I will say you're the real deal. And the real deal, I mean a top three team in the NFL. Cowboys fans win one game and want to automatically go in the power rankings from like nine to two. It doesn't work like that, um, at least the way that I go. Very convincing win. Congratulations going to MetLife. Doing that is not easy, um, but it's the it's the New York Giants. Like, it's a new NFL season. They're going to oh, suck this year. That's what they're telling Giants. us. <laughs> hey, Jack. Hi and and no and no, Dallas is not the real deal. There they played is. they played the Giants on a really wet game. I mean, yeah, what did they put how out forty wet. points? Ooh, how wet was it? <laughs> so wet, so wet. Uh, they played, yeah, they won forty nothing. But it just the Saquon never played that wet that a game like that ever. Maybe when he started first started out, Danny, Danny Dimes wasn't playing well at all. So, no, that was just like, okay, they got lucky. I don't think they're going to be a team that's blowing out the majority of teams this season. That was just luck. I just don't think they're the real deal. Yeah, exactly. They're not the real deal. And I'm not, I will go to my grave saying they're not the real deal through and through. Fuck Dallas. We, okay, so here's the thing. We've always known Dallas is a good team. As much as we don't want to admit that, Dallas is – they are – better than average i'm not going to say they're excellent i'm not going to say they're amazing i'm not going to say they're terrible because they're not we have trouble with dallas every single year as as we do with any nfc east team you know like it that's just the nature of the game what is convincing to me is that they went out into an nfc east game opening night energy's high you know it's just sunday night football first game of the year first sunday night football game of the year and they go out and destroy them. There was no aspect of the Giants game that looked anywhere remote close to an, an NFL team. It, they looked like they were playing peewee football out there. There was nothing good. And the Cowboys capitalized on every single opportunity that they had. And that's why I think that they deserve to be in the top 10, you know, if we're talking about teams in the NFL, because they played a divisional opponent and they destroyed them 40 to nothing i mean it's just 
that's kind of unheard of. You know, that's it is kind of unheard of. If as much as we don't want to admit it, they came out and they capitalized on every single part of their game. And so that's why I kind of disagree with you guys as much as I don't want to. Um that's where I stand. It was just it was a bloodbath on Sunday night. It was just it was not even it wasn't even a fun game to watch. I was just like this is stupid. And the fact that the Giants kept in their starters throughout the fourth quarter, it's like, pull them out. The the Bengals did it. The Bengals pulled their starters out. They were getting smoked. They have no shame in pulling their starters out. Clearly, the Giants are worried about something because they kept their starters in. It was meant as a punishment. and Lashings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> that, was, that was the message the Giants coaches were sending, Matt. Come on now. <laughs> I don't know why risk why risk your starters' health. I, I just no, don't see I a agree point with you. They should, they should have been pulled. Like it was dumb. The Cowboys are notorious for that, though. I mean, remember when they were playing us the week that oh, I remember, started, and they it just was left them in the cold, and we went quarter. to that game, Dutch. Yeah, we were at that game, and it like, look, do what you want. No doubt. Like, hey, I'm not complaining because we got our we got our ass whooped that game. A win's a win. The point is, as an NFL coach, it just shows how fucking stupid and how much of a potato head Mike McCarthy is um, for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, to just sit there and make that kind of decision is just, honestly, it's irresponsible. And the fact that he did it twice, that's even dumber. So don't even get me started on it. But Cole in the house, what's going on, man? Good to see you. Cole, Josh, how do you feel about Mike McCarthy? I mean, what's your opinion on this guy overall? Mike McCarthy, I, I have an unpopular opinion. I don't know why he gets so much hate. Like he does have a Super Bowl. Like he is a decent offensive play caller, right? Is he like, or does Aaron Rodgers? No, he does. Aaron Rodgers. Go back and watch that season. Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers back then. I mean, that was a good team. But I don't think Mike McCarthy is the same coach now. But I think, I think Sunday night's game. If you want to know the truth, I think that says more about the Giants than it does about the Cowboys. And what do you mean by that? I think the Giants are shittier than we think. I don't think the Cowboys are better than we think. But I also think the Cowboys are a good team. So, I mean, let me ask you, did the Cowboys offense do anything where you're like, oh, my God, holy shit, we can't stop that offense? No. No, you're right. It was their defense. The defense defense was pretty good. Like, that offense is going to be good. They have Dak and CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard. Like, they're going to get points. But I just think – and people are people are going to forget this. The Giants' first drive, which was which is the drive you script your plays, right? There's no thinking; you just script your plays. You have it ready to go. The first drive looked really good until they got the field goal blocked. So it wasn't like they had no sense of like the first offensive plays were good. Yes, Jack. You know, I mean, I I really think you know first week in the NFL isn't a good judge of a character on how a team is going to be. The rest of the year, I think week two is more important because some of these games, they were closer than they should be. Like, I don't think – we'll see maybe if Dallas wins by 25, 30 points next week, then they're legit. But, like, that would just want the first week. So, obviously, cool. there's going to be some outlier games. Agreed. Moving on up. <laughs> Fair point. All right. Um, next topic is 
So, unfortunately, James Bradbury is on concussion protocol for the Philadelphia Eagles, which means that Job, um, tomorrow night for the Philadelphia Eagles, or tonight, if you're listening on Thursday Night Football or beforehand, um, will be starting for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, Devontae Smith is the president of the fan club. But his week one stats weren't bad. A solo tackle, one pass defended, and a forced fumble. So, I mean... This guy isn't, you know, it's not bad at all, especially for, you know, like his experience. And he's been on the team, I think, for definitely last year he was on the team. I want to say the year before is when he first came. It's Josh Job, right, if I'm not mistaken? Correct. You actually pronounce his name Hobe. I hate you. Um, Yeah, I really like Josh Job. Dedicates on the Bible, The Book of Um, Josh. Book of Job. Okay, Joe, oh, yeah, you guys are both Josh. Yeah, there you go. Um, didn't huh. even think of that. But Why didn't the you point think is, this exactly guy like. is going to be, I think, a really good player for the Eagles. Not in the sense of, oh, he's going to make the Pro Bowl and, oh, he's going to be a role player. He's going to come in and play a role this season for the Eagles. Similar to Patrick Robinson, um, kind of what he did this Super Bowl season. So, look out Pat- for Josh Job. I, Patrick oh, God. I, I look at Josh Job, and he played a little bit last year. And he got cooked, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. got You don't get good cooked. by not getting cooked. You know, you got to fail to succeed. No, it was bad last year, man. And he played in the preseason. He looked good in the preseason. But he got cooked last year. Like, I'm not confident with him playing. Everyone's like, Josh Job, Josh Job, Josh Job. I'm not confident. If he looks anything like he did last year, Justin Jefferson's going to have a heyday. And yes, they're going to line up Slay against him, but not every play. And when it's not every play, Josh Job is going to get screwed. And I'm not confident. I'm really not. I am really worried about our secondary tomorrow, especially with Blankenship out. It's yep. not going to be pretty. It's, it's not going to be pretty Brown. at all. Sydney Brown going off. Sydney Brown going off tomorrow. I hope night. that. No, I, like, I really hope they do. But Josh Job, I'm not confident in. Sydney Brown, I am. I have a little bit more confidence in Sydney Brown because he had a really good preseason. Who's the Vikings' Josh... second receiver? Addison. Addison no. had a really good – he had a good K- week one. Also, K.J. Osborne, is he there too? Oh, he may be there as well. I know Addison – I think Addison's a rookie, and he had a, he had a good week one. Um, okay. But I'm just – I know. I hope he plays well. I hope he can. I hope he continues what he did in the preseason. But if we're going off what he did last year, I'm not confident. It's Kirk. I mean, exactly. This is true. But it's prime time, Kurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's prime Prime time, time, Kurt, baby. Prime time, Kurt. So, I mean, you know, he could pull a Reed Blankenship or yeah, Reed Blankenship. And have a pick against, I will say, Kirk Cousins. Not really a GOAT, but a long-time quarterback in the league. Just like Blankenship did last year against Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not going to be... I'm kinda, Veteran. Uh, yeah, exactly, veteran. I'm 50-50 right now. I'm very 50-50 on Josh Job. My, like, like, like Matt said, my biggest concern is... Uh, who's? I, I mean, Sidney Brown's going to be in, right? Yep. Yeah. So or we'll or see. Terrell Edmonds. Please not. Terrell Edmonds get Terrell Edmonds got cooked last week. <laughs> got cooked. He was in one play. Got cooked. So hopefully it's Sidney Brown. Um, but that's all I got to say. John, I mean, the hope is like Bradbury's not out for a while. Like it's just on concussion. I'll probably be in next week. Like it's just we just have to survive tomorrow with Jobin. 
And that shouldn't be that, that tall of a task when you look at how the Eagles stack up against the Vikings. And like Jack said, you can't judge a team by week one. But if you look at how the Vikings played last week, that was an embarrassing loss. They lost to the Bucks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right? What the fuck? Baker Midfield come out and beat you. Don't talk about my All right, here we go. Look, Josh, we, we all know you, and here we go, I guess, Tom are the two Baker biggest Baker Mayfield sub- midfield supporters. And look, Ooh. I like Baker. It was cool and all. His ads at Cleveland, you know, whatever. He's the cool guy. He's a fucking dipshit now. He sucks <laughs> at football. Let's not let's not pretend that he's your cool. NFL he's career fun guy. Out. He's like up there grabbing his shit like on the sideline. No, he fucking sucks at football. He was good in college football, and that's it. Um, I hope I'm wrong on that, but – yeah, I've been let down for too long to even be in the Baker Mayfield. Hey, I'll kick sure it to the president. Literally took the Browns to the playoffs. Literally did that. That happened. Did he or did Kevin Stefanski? No, no, Baker played really well that season, so SMD. Also, Baker has good – the Bucks are going to be a good team. The Bucks are probably going to win the South. They have a great oh. team, they have a great defense. The and the shelf. Whoa. No, Derek Carr is not going to let that happen. This is uh, Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr again. Hey, it's Derek Carr. Oh, uh, I don't uh, give a shit. Derek I'm Carr is not a bad on that train. Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback, and they have a good team. Saints are winning that division. No, the Bucs are winning that division. The Bucs are. It's because you're sucking off Baker Mayfield, dude. Oh, no, Baker Mayfield. He's got the knee pads out. Florida is a great state. It's one of the great states in the union. But <laughs> the Bucks are the best team in that division. They have a great defense. They have a great offense. They got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin and Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield. What has he done? I love Baker Mayfield. Don't get me wrong, but what has he done? He He's going to the playoffs his rookie year, like five years ago when we were in college. Franchise again. He, brought, he brought the Browns to the playoffs. And also, he had he had the game get with on the Rams where he drove down the field like a wow, and sick. had like 120 total yards that game. And that they won the sick. fucking game. That was a great sick. game. It's because that the team that they were playing lead. sucked. That was a sick game. That game was terrible. And then he blew out the other. Who, who did he blow out on Christmas Day? The Rams. Like, you, the you, for the way you fucking talk about it. Oh, my God. You've been in love with Michael Thomas since he was at Ohio State. What has he done? No, Slam I hate him. Michael Thomas. I think he sucks. He's slammed. Yo, Josh. Josh, don't forget. He also loves don't. OBJ, even though OBJ yeah. hasn't done anything relevant since his one-handed and catch. That's true. I said, don't forget, Dalton's a big LSU fan. So I know. Tread lightly. Tread lightly. Why are That makes no sense to me either. Like, LSU is like a shitty school. Like, we should bring a college football segment to this uh, show so that we that can talk about it a little bit more. That segment would do absolutely nothing for me. I would, no. <laughs> I would not be able to no. contribute at all. <laughs> Please, we're, let's talk more about Colorado. Where we slightly give a shit every now and again when Temple shows just the smallest amount of promise. No, nobody cares. Temple, Temple is such then, a fake school. Temple is such a fake school with a fake football program. Oh, my God. Stop. No. Oh, wait, Josh, did it? Son Reddick went there though, so ooh, uh, tread tread lightly right now. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Well, well, Jack. <laughs> you know, you know, who's a, a a terrible franchise in football. University of Maryland. Uh, 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 oh my god! What? Did you went to York? You don't have a football team. 
Undefeated, un, undefeated since we became a school, dickhead. Actually, you don't you so don't have technically St. Joe's is undefeated too. We have that T-shirt in the gift shop. Because mm-hmm. y'all don't have football teams. Josh, yeah, you guys, exactly. you guys, you, know, you almost lost to Charlottesville. Better sport. We have a baseball team. Or Charlotte. Right? It's the better Char- sport. Charlottesville. Yeah, what about? I said Charlotte. Yeah. You guys, you know, Charlotte. You, you know what Charlotte kind of rhymes with? Harlot. Smoking yeah, darts. Electrical? That was fucking Jalen Carter, dude. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that was pretty good. Tom got excited for it. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. No, because it wasn't anywhere close, but I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, A for effort, right? Yeah. Um, Jalen Carter for the Philadelphia Eagles. First game ever. They all got that cute little patch on. I'm going to get one of them and probably iron it on my jersey. But Please he comes do out that. and he Please falls out. Run Wait, game. What was the he patch? does it. Passing Wait. game. He does it. Everything. This guy does it for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm really excited to see what he does in the future. Uh, Jordan Davis next to him. Fletcher Cox teaching them. This guy, um, I think Brian Baldwin said it. If he wants to be, he has all the tools in front of him to be as successful as he wants to be. He just needs to be mentally right. But, I mean, a really good debut for Jalen Carter. So, welcome to the Philadelphia Eagles. And they had a little um, a little patch, basically, Matt. It was for all rookies throughout the NFL, and it basically said, like, rookie premiere or something. It was kind of cool. You can look it up. But it was, like, basically almost like the LII patch, like on the Super Bowl jersey. But they just all had it right here. Same thing. Pretty, cool. pretty stupid. That passion is basically the NFL equivalent, of like the my first day of school that all the kids are doing now. Yeah, uh, it's kind, yeah, kind of dork. dick, Josh. There's people I like see. you who like probably hate like the freaking uniform changes, stuff like that. Boring, no fun league. Look at the that face. Look at that face. That made no sense to me. That, you, you, you're being wild. No, Jamie Carter's a beast. Beautiful. Thank you, Tom. And also, like the I will say the Patriots' defense or offensive line is. Horrible again, which is why I don't understand why we didn't really blitz that much. Because like, it's like you knew they had a weak zone, but he did all the things. And just on the defense as a whole, normally week one is sloppy at tackling. I feel like we tackled really well. Am I the only one who saw that? Maybe it's because of the weather. When know. we got to the ball, when we got to the ball, I thought we tackled well. I thought we tackled really well for week um, one. But I thought our coverage sucked. But back to Jalen Carter. That's facts. Yeah. I saw. A stat. He had the best defensive line performance since Aaron Donald premier was a rookie. Um, pressures on the quarterback. He led the NFL with eight pressures on the cornerback, or on the quarterback. I'm sorry, not cornerback. Yeah, I don't know if you can even hear. I don't even know if you can hear the distinction between my cornerback and quarterback, but it, it's there. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. Which is insane. Like, we're looking at, you know, top-tier defensive linemen, and our rookie is at the top. Like, when was the last time that we had a rookie? Probably Fletcher Cox. Probably the last time that we had a rookie that was immediately making an impact that big. Jordan Davis last year, yeah. I mean, when he was on the field and the run was going, um, he, he was great at stopping the run, but... Jalen Carter is in there stopping the run and rushing the quarterback, which I can't remember the last time we had, you know, a good defensive lineman rookie 
making that big of an impact. And I'm just stoked to see what he's going to bring the rest of the seasons. Yes, he's a beast. And like you said, Matt, real quick before we move on from this, I just want to highlight this. Ah, two, two. PFF, yeah, I mean, still, it is, you know, first game coming out. And look at the names that are up here with him. DeForest Buckner, Williams um, on the Jets, Jonathan Allen. Um, now, obviously, you have a couple guys with other names, but even Jordan Davis is right there, too. So, I mean, the fact that he comes out and he has this kind of a grade, dude's going to be a really good player for the Eagles. And if he comes out and he has another monstrous game this week, I'm excited to see it. And one thing I do want to talk about, um, do we have a trivia tonight, Jack? If we don't, it's all good. We'll get one next Yeah, we do. We do. All right, cool. Give me a few because I got to make a graphic for that and figure out what the score is. So I'm going to hop out. Um, but I want to actually get into our preview for tomorrow's game. And one thing I'm thinking about, which is actually kind of a perfect transition, um, Brian O'Neill, uh, our own from Salesianum, will be having his uh, – Troy Reader, I believe now, too, if I'm not mistaken. Is he, it got no, he, he got cut. He got cut. He's on the Rams. He's on the Rams. Oh, cool. Well, good. Shout out to the Rams. But Brian O'Neill – Fuck the Rams. Um, very good. <laughs> A good, a very good right tackle for the Philadelphia, or sorry, for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, started out at our high school as a tight end, then he converted to an offensive lineman, won the Peisman Award at Pitt in college, um, and I believe has one pro ball under his belt. So really knows what he's doing, and he's been playing with Kirk Cousins for a while, but sort of his homecoming game tomorrow, the link. How do you think that this is going to affect him, affect his play? Going against, I mean, the toughest defensive line in the nfl i mean yeah, I he think... won't care he won't care he, he's pretty there's not much going on up there for him i mean i feel like he's an he's an, an intelligent individual <laughs> yeah. when it comes to football but like when you're playing football i don't think it's the crowd's yeah, gonna no. affect him at all i think i think he'll be fine i don't think he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be a nigga he's gonna lock the puck in if <laughs> anything that was so funny. Dalt just gasses him the fuck up, and then Josh goes, he doesn't have much going for him. No, no, he's a great player, and he's a smart guy, but, like, I, like, like this is not going to affect him in a bit. And he's played here before. Like, I don't know what Dalton's talking about. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Matt, he is the, uh, or he was, the second highest paid offensive lineman in the league. About oh, two, shit, man. two years Dude, that ago. Was just, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a nobody. He fucking sucks. He's like not, you know, like a relevant paid offensive lineman or anything. He's just ass, even though he went to my high school. Fuck him. He's awesome. Doesn't matter. No, he's what fantastic. He's fantastic at offensive line, but like him coming back to Philly, like, ooh, my old dad. Like, he played, he played in Philly last year. I mean, Didn't his he? whole family, I, I think that you could say this. Oh, I think man. that he would have a lot more people coming to see him at this game than he would any other game throughout the whole year because this game, Wilmington, is 40 minutes from Philadelphia. So Did he's he probably going to feel a little though? bit of extra pressure, have a little bit of jitters. I think I would, at least. And he's well, going up against the fucking best defensive line in the NFL. Yeah, I, yeah, he's going up against a good opponent. But, like, I don't think he's going to, like – that. that's the difference between you and him. Dog, you ain't a dog. He's a dog, man. He don't care. He doesn't care in the stands. He's playing no matter what. So you think he doesn't? He's unfazed. He'll be okay. I don't know. It might get to him. <laughs> Just like the five yards that I had my 
high school career in football got to Josh's head. It, it, it doesn't get to my head. You bring it up all the time. You get so you're pissed off right now. Come on, Josh. Relax. That's, if you if you had called, hey, look exactly. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Snap! You fumbled the snap. That's what you never say. That's what upsets me about the story. You fumbled a snap because your ass was too fat, and then you picked it up and go. <laughs> I I thought I thought you just said that it didn't bother you at all. What gets to me is that you tell the story. And oh, you know, so I, I fumbled. Oh, I fumbled. Oh. What were the coaches screaming like when Jack picked up the football? Can you tell that part because that's part of the funny part of the story. We couldn't we couldn't see it. It was so fast. It was just like a dash of lightning through the line. Yeah. So you're saying lightning. Jack that's is the connecting. cheetah? Jack is a cheetah. Jack's like a cheetah with slightly slight autism. So what you're saying is basically Jack should have started at wide receiver over you no. even though he was a center. So Jack might be a Kelsey is what that tells us. I do have the best hands to say Delaware as an offensive lineman in my career. That's – what, what he has great hair. What, a, what, what are we what doing? What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, hey, Brian the Kelsey brothers both have great hair. Hey, well, really Travis. Moving, moving on up. Let's go to uh, Jack's trivia or week two preview. Fuck no, we're not ready for Jack's trivia yet. I'll be right back. But week two preview, I mean, the rest of the game, because obviously Josh doesn't give a fuck about our Silesian brother. How do you guys feel um, about Like, oh, he's going to struggle because his parents are watching him. So I could honestly give a fuck about your Silesian brother, too, because I went to Sanford's. So honestly, I could care less. But the rest of the team, I'm worried, but I'm not too worried because – our offense is going to play a lot better than in New England. I, I I would be shocked if they didn't. They have too many weapons. Jalen Hurts cannot have as bad as a game that he did. And our defense, I mean, the weather tomorrow night is going to be immaculate. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it, no, is, going it, is, to be, it is going to be perfect football weather. There is going to be no excuses. And so I think – the better team's going to come come out on top, and that's the Eagles. Our defense is low, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game um, because our defense is kind of kind of hitting the gut. You know, like we're we're missing two key players on our defense. Blankenship had a great first week. He Russell, was always on the ball. We're missing Dean. That's, and we're missing Dean. Our, our linebackers. If you have fantasy, I don't know if we're doing a fantasy skit this week or anything like that. But if you have fantasy, if you have T.J. Hawkinson, hammer him. He you, that is your guy tomorrow because we don't have linebackers. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna embarrass us. If that defense is gonna embarrass us, it's gonna be in the middle of the field. It's gonna be really bad. We don't have yeah. linebackers, and that's where this team is weak. Is the linebacker position. Um, agreed. Agreed. So I think, I think high scoring, but I think the offense is going to come out on top. Yeah, I, I, I have. I've, I think our offense is going to be good. Uh, we're playing a much a worse defense than the Patriots, but you're right. I, I actually think I love Lincolnship, but I think Sidney Brown's going to fill in that role really well. The Josh Joe playing for Bradbury and the Kobe Dean being out; those are the two where it's like, eh, this is. We're gonna we're gonna get punched in the mouth here a little bit, so we're just gonna have to bend no break. But I think I think we're gonna win. I think we have the better team. I think you know prime time Kirk Cousins. Wow, Josh, that was a great Salesian uh, saying our senior year. Bend don't break, baby. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean Justin Jefferson. I didn't know that he had 150 yards last year uh, last week. That's crazy. 
What? Yeah, I know. Which is scary. Yeah. Which is scary. Um. But yeah, no, I'm not too. I'm not too worried. Like I said, like we all said, like not having that coverage in the middle scares me a little bit. But hopefully, the reason we got the guy from the Titans kind of fills in that Nakobe Dean role, and he does something for us. Uh, but I think this is going to be fought in the trenches. I, I think it's going to be our our front five against their front five, and see if we can, you know, get the holes we need. We need to have a better Jalen Hurts needs to play play a lot better. Um, so I'm excited to see with DeAndre Swift as the starting back how he's gonna be this week. So yeah, I think um, that's gonna be fun to watch. I'm super yeah. excited for it. You know, last week, um, kind of touched on it a little bit, but Gainwell had the majority of the touches, and he had the majority of you know time on the field. Swift didn't really do much last week. He had, I think he was he had two touches for like eight yards. And then two pass attempts to him. He dropped one of them, which was a oh god, I did I forgot to bring that up. That drop was painful because that drop was gonna go for a very long gain. Yeah. And he dropped it. It was right to his chest, and he dropped it. Um. It makes me wonder why why is Philadelphia so high on Gainwell and not giving Swift the touches in that first game of the season. Like what? Like what do you think is going on? I don't. And, and Swift only had one uh, carry for three yards. One week. carry for three yards. Okay. And I, Kenny Ke- Kenny G had fourteen carries for fifty four yards. And then Jalen Hurts. Um, but yeah. I think the big. Oh thing wait, is Boston that Scott didn't have anything. I don't think so. He had a few catches. I think. He had. Oh. I'm sorry. He, Boston Scott had one carry for three yards as well too. That's just insane to me because all offseason, and I think I said this last week before, you know, our Sunday, you know, our Sunday week one. I mean, it's kind of like opening a, a Christmas present. Like, we don't know what we're getting with this team. And so all offseason, we're like, oh, we're going to have four running backs. Like, we're going to attack it. It's going to be an even gain. Boston Scott's great in the red zone. Swift is a monster in the open field. You know, Penny is a beast on like third downs and you have Kenny Gainwell as kind of the all around back but we saw week one like it was Gainwell and that was it there was really nothing there was nothing else and so it's going to be really interesting to see how they approach it this game with Gainwell out is Swift going to be that guy that's getting 20 carries a game or 20 touches or you know 60 or 70 percent snap count or whatever or is it going to be more evenly distributed I'm, I'm really I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen. What do you guys think? I really hope that Swift gets the ball because, I mean, that's what we're paying him for. What were you saying, Josh? Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say, I, I think I think Swift is going to have a great game next week. Or, I'm sorry, tonight, tomorrow. Jesus Christ. Swift is going to have a tonight. great game tomorrow. Night. Go Birds, baby. Let's, Let's go. go. Birds. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Woo! You know, Swift is going to have a good game tomorrow night, and then it's going to become like a 50-50 thing. I, I really – I think the Eagles are just high on Gamewell because one, he's like the first. He, he's he was drafted by Nick Sirianni. Um, Miles Sanders obviously wasn't, and yeah, we traded for Swift. But I think like Kenny Gamewell is like Nick Sirianni's guy, and he played really well in the playoffs, and that's like our last impression of him, right? So I think maybe they saw something in the footage for the Patriots game. I I, I don't know, but I think Swift is gonna have a great game tomorrow night, and then they're just gonna split him. 
What are you feeling, Dalton? Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you feeling about I think the whole in my situation? Opinion, was just... It's frustrating the whole situation because it's like you go out and you make this groundbreaking trade. I mean, I think Howie Roseman is frustrated personally, but you go out and you make this groundbreaking trade per se. You acquire a player that's supposed to not only replace Miles Sanders, but supposed to do that and more. And Nick Sirianni, your head coach, really underutilizes it. Yes, there were some really questionable play calls, but there were a couple great play calls, too, that were just unlucky. Like that uh, A.J. Brown catch that they almost got away with, with the hurry up, when Bill Battlecheck, like a middle school girl, threw down his challenge flag. Um, that, that shows, okay, we know that A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts are well-connected. But as a fan... And, you know, it's not about us, of course, but there was no showing of DeAndre Swift what he's capable of or any sort of uh, effort, I would say, to integrate him in this offense. And to me, that's sort of a red flag because you need to be able to hum on all cylinders uh, to be able to go back to the Super Bowl. I think someone said it last week. We want to see a complete game of football. That was you. Yeah, Jack, that was you. It was... You were like, yeah, we're a good team. We can go up and we can take the lead, but I want to see that for four consistent quarters. Last week, let's be honest, we saw it for one quarter, and we were lucky enough to have Jake Elliott at our at our kicker. He, I yeah. mean, he's now he's now the kicker that in Philadelphia Eagles franchise that has the most fifty plus yard field goals. I mean, if it wasn't for him, who? how many games would we have lost in our past, you know, four or five years that we've had him as a kicker? Or, yeah, since 2018. I mean, he has been extraordinary, and I don't think we talk about him enough. I know that's not what we were planning on to talk about, but if we don't have Jake Elliott as our kicker last week, we lose that game easily. Yeah. That he, I mean, Agreed. he had us in the in the second half. I don't think we had it. We only had one touchdown that entire game. All the other points – or no, and the pick six, I'm sorry. So we had 14 points. We had 25. He had nine. He had nine points. If he's not going out there, and he made two 50-yard field goals on Sunday, if he doesn't make those 50-yard field goals, we lose that game. So I mean, it is. He he came in clutch, and I think he's going to continue to come in clutch. I think he could arguably be one of the best kickers that we've ever had in our franchise. Yeah, Tim Rakers. Right. right now, I think at the end of the season, we could, if he continues at the pace that he's going at, I think we could put him above Acres. Yeah, that, that's where I'm at, honestly, with where he is. And I, I don't think it's crazy. But I just wow. this coming Thursday, I just want to see a more complete game because it was not complete. And you know, defense needs to be humming, the offense needs to be humming, special teams needs to be humming. I, I'm just. I know it's going to happen, too. I have a gut feeling that it's going to happen. Running game, humming. Humming. A hummer. Sacks. Let's get like let's get four or five sacks. Primetime Kirk, baby. No better time. No Bunch better of hummers time. and sacks tomorrow night, baby. <laughs> Which uh, actually is our perfect transition into... Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Thank you, El Diablo Burritos, for that sponsorship, right? Is that what we're doing? We're still doing call-ins. Can you switch it up with me? What are we doing, Dalt? Tick pick. Ah, uh, tick pick. Okay. 
Thank you, take back to that. Um, all right. Tonight's question we have for you is who led the Philadelphia Eagles in receiving yards during the 2005 season? Again, who led the Eagles in receiving yards in the 2005 season? A, LJ Smith, B, Brian Westbrook, C, Reggie Brown, or D, Terrell Owens? We'll give you your answer at the end of the show. I know. And Pick fans, me. let us know your answers in the chat, too. Um, yeah. Because the fans right now are not looking uh, very hot. Let me really quick uh, flash the graphic up here of the score so that everybody can kind of see what we're seeing. But it's not looking pretty for you guys. So if there's any Eagles fans out there <laughs> or anybody out there that can represent for the fans, let us know in the comments who you got. Let me see. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Here you go. Here's score, Jack. This was oh, the toughest. This was the toughest trivia question I think you've had this year. It's good. That's good to hear. Uh, the <laughs> lead, the leaderboard we got is fans at two. We have. Uh, That's me, you fucking idiot. Fuck. I you. couldn't see Matt. <laughs> at, Matt at three. Tommy at three. <laughs> Dalton at two. Josh at one. Ash at four, and then she's Sean on coke, at two. dude. She is on coke. She's so awesome. Ashley, she may be crowned the the, the uh, prince or the queen again. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. No, we still have so much time. Don't even say that. Don't even say she's not. We'll see. We got so yeah, much time. Yeah, season's like twenty five episodes. Um, <laughs> look who's back. Oh, Make Tommy's sure back. Trivia question, right? Tommy's Fuck you back. guys. Tommy's back. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, what happened, buddy? He couldn't fall asleep. The ghost got. No, him. Na- nature, uh, nature was roaring. Nature was classic. <laughs> I didn't get to give air business. Tommy's a poop oh, guy. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's the what, what's the weather Nature's like in Philly? Roaring. I was like, oh man, I didn't get to get dumb. That's what he says. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Nature's roaring, baby. We actually have two more topics for you guys. So before we get into our final topic, very quickly and very briefly, um, you guys know we have been doing this fantasy football thing all season with our friends over at Fantasy Football Network. Uh, So I do want to thank them for sponsoring this. Make sure to download the app, the best place to get your fantasy football advice. Uh, But yeah. Hey, sure. Damn it. Wrong one. Sorry. The five. If I told you it took my mom an hour to film that transition, would you believe me? Um, Wait, what? Yeah, my mom, that that whole thing was not, she thinks it's hilarious filming me too. So the more that my mom films me and the more that I yell at her, the more she laughs because she thinks it's like a Napoleon complex type of thing. Like that what I do, like this TikTok is a joke and it is a joke. That's why I do it. Um, but it's it's not good. So I'm just lucky to have her film. But, mom, uh, mom, just press the recording button. Go The meatloaf. Um, <laughs> if any of you guys know that movie, solid movie. Wedding, cra- wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. Great movie. Oh, we know you know it, Josh. You know every movie, but that's why we have you on this podcast. You motorboats. These kids don't have. Motorboats. Son of a bitch. You're here, Josh. Motorboats. You motorboats. Son of a bitch. Were they built for speed? Or were they built for pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> you let me in the um, trenches, John. <laughs> 
Taking grenades. Fantasy All right. football team of the Shut week. Shut up. You go ahead and take you down this week, Boston X. Uh, sorry. Fuck the Pats. I'll give you your fantasy team ranking, though, because I feel bad for you. Somehow you took Jalen Hurts on your fantasy team, so I got to give you credit on that. Christian McCaffrey is your running back. Ramondre Stevenson, shocker, is your running back, too. Uh, your two wide receivers are Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, and then Chris Godwin in the flex as your third. Ninjoku as your tight end. Uh, moving on to the other side of things is your other flex, you have Mike Williams, your kickers, Jason Myers, and your defense is the Philadelphia Eagles. A bench with Daniel Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, David Montgomery, Christian Kirk, and Darnell Mooney. Uh, I believe that this is an eight-man league, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm going to give this team like an 8.5. I think that there's good pieces about it, but the fact that you have Christian McCaffrey, he's injury-prone, I hate to admit it. Ramondre Stevenson, we don't really know what he is yet. He's a good player, but we're going to find out. Tyler Lockett, I don't think is the same fantasy player that he was. Same with Njoku and Godwin. Godwin doesn't really have a QB. Josh, we all know he's riding the Baker midfield train. Oh, damn it, just when I needed him, he pieces out. Uh, we all know he's riding the Baker midfield train, but I am sure as shit not. Uh, so that's kind of just some of the reasons that I give you an 8.5. Jalen Hurts, though, Mike Williams, and Christian McCaffrey when he's playing, and Terry McLaurin, solid, solid piece. So Put eight and a half for me. Back up, though. Put that figure back up. Take it away. I don't like it. I, I'm not confident in this team. How do you have Najoko as a starter? I don't think that's a good tight end pick. I Yes, he can have some good games, but I don't think he's your number one. He must have drafted a tight end pretty late. Um, yeah, an eight-man fucking lead. Tyler Lockett. Pick? Hold on, hold on. Before we continue, who is breathing like they are like as winded as hell into the mic? I know it's Jack because he just moved like another six inches away. Yeah, I was like, right, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, you sounded like you just ran like two marathons and you're completely winded. <laughs> no, I'm not winded at all. Um. Okay, so we look at Terry McLaurin. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good pick for wide receiver. Right? He's going to be probably that number one target on the Washington on the Washington offense. But Tyler Lockett as a number two. There's got to be better picks out there than that. I mean, you know, you still have DK. Like, yeah, Tyler Lockett, he's going to get targets, but I don't know if that's your number two. In an eight-man league, there's got to be better choices than that. Um, I feel like McCaffrey, took Jalen Hurts with his first pick. What do you think? That's feel? a rough pick, man. I Like, yeah, I agree. I agree, but, like, you can't go you can't go that high that early. Like, you got to – you got to – no, he took McCaffrey. He took McCaffrey pick one easily. He had so to. he's won one probably, and then coming back, he probably took Jalen Hurts, and then that's probably where he got fucked. You're right. Or, or uh, no, I wouldn't even say McLaurin. I don't know. Like this team does not look like an eight man team. This looks more like a twelve man team to me. And it looks like he maybe had pick two, and it was a snake. It was a snake draft, and he got kind of fucked. I don't know. If it's an eight-man team, I think he could have done a lot better. I'm gonna go like with a seven-five. I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I'm. I'm not sold. Oh, it's it. a ten-man league. There you go. It's a ten-man so league. Ten-man. Okay. I'm going up to an eight-point-seven. I'm not really. Okay, ten-man. I'll go eight. I mean... Ten-man. I'll go eight-five. I, I was. If it was. If it was an eight-man, he could have done a lot better. But a ten-man league, I'm. I'm. I'm okay with a. I, Eight, eight, I'll go eight, three, eight, three. I'm okay with. 
eight three. For for a ten man, I'm okay with it. Um, I don't like the backup. I don't like the backup running back choice. Um, but again, that could be a great sleeper option. You know, I don't know how late he drafted Stevenson. Um, Lockett, I'm not sold on. I mean, Lockett is consistent. You know, he's consistently getting three, four, five targets a game, but they're not all for massive gains. Uh, tight end, I think he could have done better. Um, Chris Godwin at the flex. Baker Mayfield, I know you're sucking him off. Josh, I know you're not here anymore, but who knows what's going to happen? You know, like, I don't know. Um, and the rest of the team, I mean, it's it's okay. Defense, I like the Eagles, but they're pretty injured. So, I mean, I, I hope that they can stay healthy the rest of the year. Um, yeah, that's where I sit. I, that, I, I think 8-3 is a fair score for this team. Jack, Tom? I agree. I agree with Matt. Cool. Um, all right. And now moving on to our last topic of the night. Um, as you guys know, tomorrow night is a big day for this whole city of Philadelphia. Honestly, the economy of Philadelphia, especially if you're one of those people uh, that hangs outside Lincoln Financial Field and sells pretzels and T-shirts. Uh, because the fans are back, baby. We are back. Our tailgates are back. G2, if you're there today, tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this podcast, come see us. Come hang out with us. But I want to ask you guys, some crazy some crazy shit has happened at Philadelphia Eagles tailgates over the past couple of years. Guys yeah. jumping off of buses in Rey Mysterio mess and Eagles. I saw ponchos. that live, too. That was fucking nuts last year. Uh, fights, the classic against the Vikings. Go, Bears! Um, everything during the Super Bowl season, all the antics, nobody's like us. And that's what makes us the best fans in the NFL, in my opinion. But what are you guys most looking forward to this season? Because it's a little bit different from last year. I was really thinking about it. Going into last year, we kind of knew that we were good. Um, if you were a fan like me, you knew that this team had the potential that it did. I was talking shit on them all season. But I don't think that the rest of the NFL kind of knew who we were yet. Now that the rest of the NFL is looking at us, the attention is on us, do you guys see us kind of being a little bit more rowdy? Or do you guys see it kind of, you know, just being a consistent Philly tailgate? We're going to be it's rowdy. Always- We're going to be rowdy because we have we have an escaped convict that was captured today wearing Eagles. You know, that's going to be the driving force of these fan base. It's crazy that he had that. Happy he, he was captured. But anyway... No matter what, no matter what team we, we are, Eagles fly, maybe not, probably Eagles, Sixers, and then Phillies, we always show up, we always have a good time, we get rowdy, I can't wait to go to the tailgate this year and hear that famous chant, the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles chant, and just have a good time with good people and get rowdy in the stands. I want to lose my voice and not talk for the next day. So I think these fans, you know, after losing the Super Bowl, very close game last season. I think the fire in the belly of the fan base this year is going to be even better. Uh, so I'm excited to see these tailgates this year, and uh, I can't wait to uh, be going to some. So that's all I got to say. I wish I was there, man. I'm going to be – so this past weekend I went to Philly Bar and Grill up in Albany, which 
My God, what a spot. I hope you guys can at some point this season make it up and say hi. Um, went there. There was 30 Eagles fans there. Everyone decked down their Eagles gear. So much fun. It was just we had a blast this weekend. Um, it's just like you're in Philadelphia. Like, you know, everyone just connects instantly. Um, but as for the in-person tailgates, I think it's going to be electric this year. I mean, we have such high expectations and the fans are going to be out of their minds. And we know how much home field advantage plays a part into what we're doing. And so I just think people are going to be so intoxicated and I wish I could be just as intoxicated as all of them. And I can't wait to do that on November 5th. That's all I have to say. I just can't wait to be there for my birthday. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. So whoever I'm going to the tailgate with, please drive so I can have a good birthday. <laughs> That's going to be a nuts game. That's going to be the energy there. I hope that both these teams continue the way that they are throughout the season. So it's just a heavyweight fight in philadelphia that's what i really want nobody likes it you know batman doesn't even really care about the riddler he wants joker we all know that that was a good way to put it dalton i like that that was a great i've said that a million times on here before don't worry um tom jack either you guys got anything to say about this i I think it's always wild i think it's always a party win or lose go birds we're already drunk by 7 a.m what for an eight o'clock game, eight p.m. game? We still got thirteen hours to go. The fireballs are flowing. The Miller lights are Millerin, and oh. always flowing <laughs> from the Delco. You just got me um, so pumped up, Tommy. My God, <laughs> Jesus, um, man! It it's always electric. I don't care win or lose. It's always go birds. It's good season, bad season, a season we expect them to be good, a season we expect them to be bad, but the opposite happens. Doesn't matter. We're always for the birds, always getting getting rowdy, always, always just letting it flow and having a good time with with your fellow human beings, your fellow Paisani in South Philly. He, as Anthony Gargano would always put it, the Paisani are going to be in South Philly Getting lit up, getting it going, letting it loose, and having a good time cheering on our birds. There's a reason why fans hate coming here, and I think it's because they're jealous of how fun we always have at all our tailgates, and that's what it's going to be like tomorrow night. I'm so pumped up, Tommy. Jesus Christ, man. You just got blood flowing through my veins. I want to put this fucking song over Tom's speech tomorrow and play it to everyone at the fucking tailgate. Before they go in, and oh some guy's gonna actually, some guy's gonna lose his job because he's just gonna Ooh. look at the closest Vikings fan and be like, "Fuck you!" and just nail him. Thanks to that speech, Tom. Because that's Tommy, my heart rate is at 120 beats per minute right now, man. You that just got my me heart fired up. It's always at whether I'm doing Holy accounting shit. or I'm doing this. It's always at 120, Matt. Oh my god, man! Like I am pumped up. Like, it's fucking um, Thursday night football tomorrow, boys. Like, let's go. At our house. At, at home. House. Holy shit, dude. Woo! Woo! All right, I got to calm down. That was fucking... You got me fucking jacked up, Tommy. Oh, my God. <laughs>
Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dorton, the mayor of Delaware. To, to tick pick for that sponsorship, the question we have for tonight is, which, or which Philadelphia Eagle wide receiver held the record for the most receiving yards in the 2005 season? Which Eagles wide receiver held the record for the most receiving yards in 2005? I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Who led the Philadelphia Eagles in receiving yards in the 2005 season? I think I got it wrong. Uh, the answers are LJ Smith, B, Brian Westbrook, C, Reggie uh, Brown, and D, Terrell Owens. The answer to this question is... Terrell Owens. Yeah! Yeah. You're really bad at this. It's because Jack, he fucking hit me with these non-trick questions. You think it's a trick question, and then it fucks you. So, with... Jordan all this time. When has Jordan ever asked a trick question? Never. He did a couple... No, he did, actually, a couple weeks ago. It was one that we, like, all got wrong because... I think it's because he worded it wrong. Yeah. And then he didn't give us a point, damn it. I gave you half a point. I gave you half a point. What does that even mean, a half... Where's my half a fucking line? Where's my half a line? No, just say no point at that point. (laughs) No, because I... The question was... It doesn't matter. Um, He's the Wizard of Oz, Matt. We cannot argue with him. That is... So, so for the team, we have... uh, Matt said Terrell Owens, correct. Point. Uh, point Gryffindor. Point Gryffindor. <laughs> I'm Gryffindor, baby. Let's go. Dalton put B, and that's wrong. What was B? Nope. Uh, it was Brian Westbrook. Okay. No points. Uh, Slytherin. And Why then. The fuck am I Slytherin? And then Tommy said T O, and that is correct. One point goes to Hufflepuff. And I don't know what that fucking wizard shit is, Dutch. Just do the I fucking love taxes. Harry Potter. Knock that off. I love Harry Potter. I don't know about it. I don't know shit about it. But yeah, that's the answer for tonight. Guys, thank you for staying with us. Tomorrow's Thursday Night Football in Lincoln Financial Field. Go, Birds! We're going to kick it. We're going to kick the Vikings in the mouth. We're going to win 25. No. 3528. I don't know if you want to do score predictions, but we kind of just give me uh give what me 38 to, to 7 Eagles. I don't know Ooh. why, but I got a weird feeling. Oh my god. Damn. It sounds wild right seven, now, dog. but I don't know. Kirk Cousins is going to fuck the shit out of himself. The fans are going to get it in his head and this defensive line is and I think whenever the Vikings come to our house, um it's usually not a close game. So, yeah. I'm going to rock out with 38-7 and go confident in this one. And they just lost to the fucking Bucks, Baker Midfield. Plus, it's primetime Kirk Cousins coming out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he's eating in Philadelphia, which probably means he had a pork roll for breakfast. He's fucked. <laughs> Tommy, I what agree. do you got? 
Um, we're gonna top the Cowboys and go forty-two to nothing. <laughs> You're such an Eagles fan. Got to one up them. Actually, hold on, forty-three nothing because we have Jake Elliott who's got a third leg anymore, and we're gonna have an extra field goal over them. Okay. I got 35-27 birds, baby. Go birds. Go freaking birds. All right, Jackson, go ahead and take Any Tony says this. 31-10. I like to that 10. score. I'm with that. With Jalen Hurts, 287 passing yards. Okay, Tony. I'm liking that. Okay. Oh, like I was saying, so tomorrow's Thursday Night Football. It's in Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles are buzzing. Philadelphia is going to be buzzing we're going to kick the Vikings in the mouth, and the Eagles are going to win. It's not an intro. It's an outro. Hit that motherfucking outro. Can't wait to be in the Eagles fucking the fucking douchebag Dallas. Hi, my name's Matt. And my name's Matt. In all seriousness, though, I'm with Tom. Fuck Dallas. 43 nothing, bitches. Mm-mm-mm, Jack, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>